Quest, episode 25, a sequel to the animated film Wally. Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. Take a journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities with your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now. Alrighty, welcome to this, our second Sequel Quest video show. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any of the various podcast listening apps, know that this is a live version on our YouTube page, of which you probably haven't seen yet. So check us out. Search Sequel Quest on YouTube. Now that that's out of the way, let's go around the horn and see who we have today. I'm Adam. That would be your cues, guys. <laughs> is it? It's not me, Justin. So let's no, it's not me. Take it from the top. Not my turn. Wait, isn't this live? <laughs> it sure is. Well, this is live. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. Do it. Do Adam. It over. Do it over. Cut tape. Cut tape. <laughs> cut. Cut now. Oh, all right. Here's, here's how it's going to go down. We're going to introduce ourselves. There's going to be me. There's going to be Jeff. There's going to be other guy whose name starts with J and other guy whose name starts with J. All the J's. But me first. I'm Adam. Wait, didn't that count as an introduction? No? <laughs> it's All Adam right. and the three J's. Bum, 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 bum. Come on, break out the harmonies now. Names. It, you can see our name right here. <laughs> That's the magic here. of video. You're right, Jeff. Yeah, my name's Jeff. Hey, everybody. My name's Justin. I'm, I'm the second J, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the second J. I'm proud of it. And I Always. am Jeremy. Oh. Wow, sequel quest. It's yeah, well dimension. done, guys. That was, dude, that was so, uh. Mwah. You couldn't tell that this is our second show, really. No. Fans have been asking for a live show, and this is why. This is, this is what you get. Absolutely. You tuned in at the right time on the right channel, and now we're talking about animated films. That's right. You uh, you demanded it. You got tired of superheroes. You didn't want to hear any more about 80s classics. You wanted Disney animation, and we're delivering. Right? And that's right. On today's show. I feel like most of the 80s movies have been (laughs) not classics. Uh, Very niche uh, cult classics. We're giving it to everybody. Beetlejuice. And then Xanadu. Supergirl. Sorry about that. About that Xanadu. Supergirl. You threw me a couple bones. I know. You guys are. All right. All right, guys. Well, for today's show, whenever you guys end up finding us on the webs or in your ears, we reached into the grab bag of random Pixar animated movies and drew out the ox. Oh, I cannot speak tonight. Really? And drew out the Oscar-winning and highly rated Wally. Okay, so just to be candid, I watched this for the first time last night. What? Really? You're out. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. 
If you watch every other Oscar-nominated film, I've heard about year, it, but, but yeah, not exactly. Wally. Well, no. So then, gut reaction. You're 24 hours in. What? What did you, as a fresh take? I. Uh, it was interesting. I. It was a lot to process, but was it Pixar's way of trying to be environmentalist, or uh, it seems political? driven i guess you felt it had too much of a message it was like the music of u2 it distracted from the fun because there's too much po politics involved jeff you're supposed yeah, to respond to that i guess that was like three different insults all combined <laughs> all wash over oh well so but jeremy if like if you just were looking at it from the perspective of a kid what would you think putting yourself in those shoes uh, from a kid, I, I mean, it was definitely a cute kind of kiddie movie. Like, uh, it was tough to be like, oh, I'm in tears over this. I'm emotionally attached. It was an interesting flick, I'd say, and worth the three dollars I paid. Well, I think Jeff is going to have a differing opinion based on what I know. Jeff, you tell yeah, us about Wally. I'll go first. Uh, I find it very difficult to say this is not the most brilliant movie that Pixar has ever created. Um, Andrew Stanton, who also did Finding Nemo and now did Finding Dory, is is the reason Pixar still exists, if you ask me. Pixar does, has done a lot of great things, but nothing to the level of anything that Andrew Stanton has done. Uh, for me... Oh, gosh, I could go on and on about Pixar, but for me, the like the one thing on the most basic level with Pixar is that um, Pixar has always been one level above absolutely everybody else. I remember when Monsters Inc. came out at the same time as Ice Age, and you l looked at those two films visually, and they weren't even close. They didn't look like they'd been made in the same decade. And so it was the same thing when you watched WALL-E, especially compared to like, um, Titan AE or any of these other space animated movies that were coming out visually nowhere even close the entire sequence where Wally is holding on to the the spaceship and going through is mind-blowing for me but not only that this I love the daringness of having a main character that can only say really two words his entire time and they tell an entire story with two words was brilliant and then having a second character that i think eve said maybe three words in the entire movie like to tell him a story that way was so daring and 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 brilliant um but, but what you're saying jeff if i understand correctly is that guardians of the galaxy basically ripped off wally with i am groot it all came from wally yes well, no, that's it that's gold Groot was first in the comic and all that, but mm. uh, especially because Groot was just done for comic reasons. There was no because that was the thing too. It wasn't that Wally communicated a lot more by saying Eva, Eva, Eva. That wasn't really his communication. It was all nonverbal, and that's what I thought was so brilliant about it. But then the other part, and this is just to kind of go or a little bit on the side, which we don't usually talk about things like that. I'm I'm a, a youth pastor, and um, one of the things that we had was we actually had a group of guys bring this movie to our youth group and show it and hit pause from time to time to talk about all of the themes because Andrew Stanton actually wanted to bring a lot of Christian themes to the mainstream through doing these two movies, Finding Nemo 
and uh, and Wally. And from that perspective, from seeing that he's actually telling the story of Jesus, I mean, obviously this character shows up onto the spaceship, liberates twelve different like radically don't fit in with the establishment robots, and they you know take over the place so they bring chaos because of the different way that they view the world was brilliant to look at it from that perspective and and again after seeing it from that perspective and then the multiple times that i watch it yeah i i i love this movie i totally missed that i had no idea that there were there were christ uh, metaphors and themes in wally i was just honestly like when i looked at it like I, I'll, I'll just go in my history of the film real quick the only reason i saw it is because jeff recommended it way back when he said you have to see this film it's amazing he's like there's hardly any talking in it i was like really okay and then i watched it i was like wow that was really gripping for a film that didn't have very you know very much in the way of dialogue like he said with the main character but what it reminds me of is another one of my favorite films uh tom hanks robert zemeckis joint called castaway which also has very little dialogue it's just tom hanks surviving on an island for two hours like something about this style of film like just fascinates me like i don't need i don't need to understand their thoughts you know the words coming out of their mouths like if they could just show me like that really is true artistry to me and so like uh, i appreciate wally on that level and i've had to learn to appreciate it more because my three-year-old puts it on a constant loop you know for weeks at a time so i've, I've gotten very familiar <laughs> the last few of course here. of course <laughs> But Justin, show us your face and show us your opinions. This is oh, exciting. hey, yeah. Uh, so for me, Wally was just like, uh, Wally was a tear fest. I mean, like, it's Pixar is the king of nostalgia, I feel like. And the just like simplicity and the beauty behind every part of that movie is just great and touching and warm and wonderful and uh i i i can't get over that like even at the time you watch it and to to get on the jeff's point like it just looks so cool and and i remember like seeing ice age around that time and being like this movie looks stupid (laughs) (laughs) sorry ice age uh but like uh, not sorry ice age but wally was just so interesting and so beautiful to watch and to look at and the emotions behind every movement every look um you fell in love with two robots and yes you fell in love with the humans as it went along but like it wasn't really about them and um i just i loved it and I, I saw it when it first came out and loved it then and i watched it the other night and fell in love with it all over again just every time it just it just touches me and jeremy the fact that you didn't like it and i didn't oh that 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 hurts me to my core i still love you man now like, i w- i'm correcting you i'm i didn't say i didn't like it right it's it just- I'm going to have to watch it again. Like this was a first experience. This wasn't like earth shattering. It was, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers, a lot of depth. And I'd have to really watch it again or a few more times, maybe crash on Adam's couch and watch it with his kid (laughs) on a loop for a week. (laughs) I I mean, something like that, just to, just to get a little more out of it, I guess. Right, and I think that is a big key too that like it is a very subtle movie. 
where it's not because again when there's no dialogue that it's kind of like especially if that's not what you're looking for going in i can totally see that like that and you're right that on the surface yeah the whole like environmental thing is kind of heavy-handed at certain points um which again for me like i said it didn't really come to life until i had that that um um, those those uh, guys bring it to our youth group. Um, the one thing that I that I did love that just kind of cracked me up to think about it is, and maybe it was those guys, or maybe it was a film professor that I had, where he said that um, Wally could be seen as the greatest homage to the to holding hands ever made. And it's so funny because it's like, and I don't know, I, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily consider myself a prude, but at least I'm not the kind of guy that has ever been like, I meet a girl and I'm gonna make out with her and have sex with her on our first date that's usually not my that's never really? been but yeah. I, know, I know it's crazy <laughs> especially like... i threw the youth pastor thing in so i ruined all my credibility as far as a lady um, <laughs> but the reality is like i don't know about you guys like and maybe it's the inner like middle schooler inside of me but mm. that has always been the thing like it's a huge big deal for me like i remember the first time i held my wife's hand that was a huge big deal where i'm like okay are we at this point can i can I can I do oh, oh wait no oh, ah, oh ah. and like that's that's a big part of the movie where this robot is like can I hold can I oh oh I can't okay oh the, uh, uh, and like like you were saying Justin that's so beautiful and so tender and so real and so like yeah. oh my gosh I felt the way that this robot is feeling it's a metaphor for sex though <laughs> good, good. but I, I got go, to go back to Jeff's okay point. at least yeah. at least dating yeah but, but but Jeff's point about this being a subtle film, I have to agree entirely. When when Wally puts a bra on his head, that's absolutely that is subtle. That is that's it's just you know, you, the nuance of that moment. You just feel it, right? You know when he when he's got uh, that that fire extinguisher, you just wow. That you just got to take that in. You got to take a step back and say, what is that really about? Might have to rewind it anyway. Sorry. Right. Sorry, so let's Jack. actually talk about what subtlety means. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jeremy, can you the, – the one thing – I have watched this movie a lot, but the plot I guess is simple. But, Jeremy, can you give us a plot summary? Because I'm curious to know how it's being interpreted by the world at large, aside from a kind of all the different layers that we've talked about the film has. Okay, so this is – off of IMDb from user TB4000. In the distant future, a small waste collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind. Really? Okay. That was very short and sweet. Um, that, that's a very, very good teaser. Yeah. Now, let's go. They left out the hand sex. Yeah, and the, yeah. Yeah, that part. and the bra head, apparently, which really yeah. yes. touched Adam, I guess. <laughs> right to my core. I just, I felt it. I felt it. But the All right, let's go, the, let's go to the, let's go to the, let's go to the full plot first. Okay, thank you. Um, in a world, no, in a <laughs> distant but not so unrealistic future where mankind has abandoned Earth because it has become covered with trash from products sold by the powerful multinational, by and large company corporation, 
Wally, a garbage collecting robot, has been left to clean up the mess. Mesmerized with trinkets of Earth's history and show tunes, Wally is alone on Earth except for a sprightly pet cockroach. One day, Eve, a sleek but dangerous Renaissance robot, reconnaissance robot, sent to Earth to find proof that life is once again sustainable. Wally falls in love with Eve. Wally rescues Eve from a dust storm and shows her a living plant he found amongst the rubble. Consistent with her directive, Eve takes the plant and automatically enters a deactivated state except for a blinking green beacon. Wally doesn't understand what has happened to his new friend, but true to his love, he protects her from wind, rain, and even lightning as she is unresponsive. One day, a massive ship comes to reclaim Eve, but Wally, out of love or possibly loneliness, hitches a ride on the outside of the ship and rescues Eve. The ship arrives back at a large space cruise ship, which is carrying all the humans who evacuated Earth 700 years earlier. The people of Earth ride around this space resort on hovering chairs, which give them a constant feed of TV and video chatting. They drink all their meals through a straw out of laziness and or bone loss and are also fat and barely move. When the autopilot computer, acting on hastily given instructions sent many centuries before, tries to prevent the people of Earth from returning by stealing the plant, Wally, Eve, and the portly captain and a band of broken robots stage a mutiny and return to Earth. Well, in case you didn't see the movie, like that was the movie shot for shot. Just that was pretty much pretty, pretty much well the plot. You know what they did miss? What was really missing from that though is the fact that Fred Willard is the president. Exactly. And, and that one time a cockroach did go into a Twinkie and come out with a little beard on. So I feel like they weird. missed that. And well. a robot got left outside the spaceship. That's true. That's true. Oh. And the fact that the evil robot is basically Hal from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. That is, yeah, an homage to it. Yeah. So are we, are we, are we ready here? Are we diving I in? What's so. the plan here? Uh, let's, let's jump into it. Uh, if you've not been uh, a frequent listener, let's transition to the meat of our show, the pitches. Uh, at this time, each host will have about 90 seconds to pitch their version of a current and by that, I mean created today's sequel to Wally. After the pitches, we'll vote on the best one, and the winner will give their full plot layout while the rest of us fill in and add to it, making it a coherent and fully fleshed out story ready for filming. All right, let's start off tonight. Justin, then Jeff, and Adam. All right, I'm going to take it away. Uh, so, my sequel is called, I'm going to look over here because I got to read it uh, Wally and Eve. And uh, 700 years after the movie we all know and love, the Earth is now perfect. Well, perfect to a fault. Humans have now taken to the opposite extreme from the first movie and have made the perfection of the robot their goal. Each day, every single person follows a precise regimen of work, exercise, and nutrition. But the ones who are not fit for the task are segregated to a colony on Mars, where they are given just enough to survive, while everyone back on Earth, quote-unquote, does the work for them. Wally and Eve have been given the role of figureheads. They are the king and queen of the colonies of Earth, and as such are kept in a bubble, completely in love and entertained. But when they find out about what is happening on that quote-unquote weaker segment of the population, they are thrust into an adventure to Mars and beyond. Bum, bum, bum! 
And you said, what was it called again? Wally and Eve. Wally and Eve. Okay. Oh. King Wally, Queen Eve, yeah. ruling Mars. No, Earth Colony. They are Earth. Earth, you said? Come on. They were, heads. <laughs> they were figureheads, not actually. They had no no actual power. Nope. <laughs> was that 90 seconds? Did I get it like in 9? That was like 30 seconds, right? Right, so we've got like Yeah, that was about 45. All right, yeah, take the rest of it, guys. That was a joke. All right, Jeff. Okay. Um, so I would like to point out um, that initially we had said we were going to do a prequel. So I do feel misled, but I do have my prequel in protest. Not in protest. I just was not informed of the sequel part of it. So anyway, my prequel is called Wall A. And uh, Wall A takes place 10 years prior to Wall E, um, which we looks like it took place in 2810 that's what some of the internet boards say so anyway uh in the year 2800 uh there's the last three wall a units which if you remember from the movie they're the giant versions of wally that wally runs into in kind of the bowels of the ship so there are three last wall a units on earth uh and they're tasked with cleaning up new york now the three of them each one uh kind of makes like one noise that we kind of assume I mean, their name is all Wall A, I suppose, but they each make a different kind of grunting sort of a beep, which kind of identifies each one of them. And as the story kind of is introduced, we kind of get the feeling that like they, the three of them do seem a little bit different, where one of them seems like it's maybe an original or a very, very old unit. They've all at least 700 years old anyway, but one of them is like breaking down so it can kind of barely move and it, it, it's not doing a great job but the other two kind of treat him like like he's kind of like the the father figure and he's the older older one one of them is much more of kind of like the like rigid by the book like it's really like uh um perfect and everything that it does and it really takes seems to take a lot of pride in what it does and the third one does a pretty good job but is a little bit a little bit looser and it does seem to kind of like get like uh um yeah like get distracted or something like that from time to time so anyway it, it kind of continues on with that, that they're doing that they seem to be again cleaning up new york and um the i call them the the two brothers the 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 more the one that gets distracted ends up discovering a small uh wall e unit which has never been activated so he activates wall e and wall e springs to life like a little kid and the kid is just running around and seeing like fascinated by oh what's this what's this what's this what's this which really drives the other brother crazy he can't stand uh wall e just bouncing around the other brother kind of finds it more intriguing so kind of takes him under its wing and kind of shows him this is what we do and this is how we do it now everything like that things kind of progress um i kind of would foresee then um at some point the older robot would cease to function and so they would have kind of a moment with the old robot um um terminating or whatever you want to call it uh and then wall e discovers this um well first off they have a um 
uh, video that they kind of look at, like when they're trying to teach Wally the ropes, and it's the by and large president saying, like Wally, Wall A units, this is your job. You're supposed to clean up and blah 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 blah. So they follow that, like especially the older brother follows it to the T. Um, but then Wally makes a discovering a, a discovery of another video, which is this little girl saying that my house has been buried in trash. Come, you gotta help me. So Wally gets all excited and says, like, oh, you, you guys, we've got to go and we got to go and do this thing and everything like that um whereas you know, the older brothers you know no way we're this is what we do we clean etc etc but wally convinces the younger brother to go they go and they find the house but it's under this giant mountain of trash so he starts clearing it up the mountain of trash collapses and um right on the older brother and he he you know terminates goes back tells the older brother the older brother you know is despondent so he leaves leaving wally all by himself which wally then takes up the mantle of the job of cleaning so he sets himself up cleaning the rest of new york which is where the um wally movie picks up okay that's great pulling on a little bit of the history that they tease like you said those earlier units but i just love the wall it's like hey Wally, how you doing man i don't know i was just imagining uh, rastafari probably. and uh wally but yeah but a good story good story i guess the younger one could be like that but <laughs> again not? the whole thing is is that i still feel like the entire plot would need to be told with virtually no dialogue so i guess that could be its noise like burp, burp. <laughs> Adam, oh. take it away. Here we go. So mine is simply titled Wally 2, but uh, I'm going for the record here of shortest pitch I've ever provided. Wow. So Wally and Eve adopt an orphan robot child named Huey that is discarded by a spoiled child and try to make their way in a world that is obsessed with keeping a perfect appearance. Meanwhile, they have to stop a militant robot named Kincaid who harbors a grudge against the humans that tossed him aside and attempts to start a robo-revolution that begins with the extinction of humankind. Huh? Huh? Basically, what? Wait, that's it? That's it. 30 no. seconds. What? He did say it was going to be his really. shortest one. Oh, hey. my God. Right. Adam. I'm trying. Oh, I'm should trying. we be afraid of what the full version would sound like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Normally, you do at least like a, will this happen? Will this happen? Stay tuned. Yeah, like I, I, I wanted to intrigue you this time with giving you so little that you would want to hear the rest. That's uh, my strategy. Uh, so... That's that's what I got, and I'll, I'll I'll just say that you know there are quite a few hijinks involved in the people being so <laughs> self-obsessed. You know, the no yard. way. <laughs> that's it, Wally too. Cool man. There you go. So what do we? Does Jeremy does Jeremy vote first since he's the odd man out? I think I vote last. Oh, you vote last. The tiebreaker or the whatever. The, um, yeah. Since we can't vote on our own. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jeff for this round because I wanna uh, I like the I think it can be done very simply in the same vein as uh, Wally so that that's my vote vote number one yay me <laughs> go you I'm gonna Jeff vote... I think you were next in order yeah, so we await true. your vote I'm gonna vote gosh because I feel like I can see both of those as 
sequels, at least with what you gave me, I'm going to go with Justin's because I feel like there is the most potential for Pixar-iness. Um, otherwise, the fear of, of Cars 2 always looms over everything Pixar does. So. <laughs> Um, I think I I like Justin's because I'm trying to conceive. I'm, I I want to see what this whole concept of them being figureheads is all about. Like really how that plays out. So that and and there were some elements of mine I realized that were somewhat similar to what uh, what Justin was saying. So uh, I think I I would vote for Justin's as well. Oh dang! Oh dang. well, Jeremy. Jeremy could offset because if Jeremy I could make for this death, really then... interesting, <laughs> but I would also go with Justin's. Yeah, I'm the king of the world. All right. <laughs> so do I read well, the, read the rest of, of mine? Because right? the rest of mine is about as long as the what you already got, <laughs> <laughs> as it usually right. is. Uh, yeah, refresh us there, Justin. Okay, wait. You want me to read the old thing again? Well, no, just give us your full the full or whatever. So then so you already got. And then um oh yeah, I didn't even work that into it. Okay, so uh Wally and Eve after fi- so they find out that like the weaker people are being sent to Mars. Uh Wally and Eve after finding out what is happening are accidentally thrown onto a ship headed to Mars. When they arrive, they witness a sprawling colony there. And through happenstance, in keeping with how the story progresses in these movies, find out that the citizens of Mars have been building wartime spaceships and are planning on retaking control of Earth. All of these warships begin to launch, so Wally and Eve commandeer the last ship left behind and are able to beat the citizens of Mars to Earth. But before they arrive, they see that the citizens of Earth are launching their own warships and are about to try and stop the people of Mars. Wally and Eve insert themselves in between the two warring factions, and before a single life is lost, are able to stop the war and make peace among the human race. Aww. Okay. Ain't that wow. cute? That Ain't got that a the lot cutest? darker than I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. Originally, there was just people who were obsessed with appearance, and then they shipped off all the undesirables to Mars. That yeah. what yeah. <laughs> War. Oh, he he did a flip flop on us there, huh? It's boom. So well, okay. So my question would be, how can you? How can you do the war angle? Because I'm not fully against it. I'm like mm-hmm. 80% against it. Can you, <laughs> h- how, how can you do that in Pixar? Can you Pixar that? Well, so no. There's So ultimately my thought was that there is, you actually don't see the war. There is no war. It's more of a like you see uh, the bottom of a ship and you see like boots. You know what I mean? Like you're with Wally and Eve the whole time. Like you're not actually – it's kind of like the fact that you understand what's happening to the humans through their eyes. You understand what's happening uh, through their eyes in this movie as well. So you understand there's like these ships taken off and there's boots on the ground and they get a ship that goes to Earth. They beat them to Earth because they need to get to Earth. And they see the same thing happening on Earth so they get in between them and before anything goes down, they're able to stop. Uh, people didn't quite figure out how, but uh, you know, they're... So they work their magic. Question, just, okay. just going back to the the basic premise is once again, people were obsessed with perfection, right? Yeah. So, so they said anybody who was not basically tried to live to that perfect standard got shipped off to Mars. Yeah. Now, what what is the time frame for the time that people have been on Mars, basically amassing their power? Has this been going on? Is this like a hundred mm. years after the first I Wally mean, film? 
like, it's 700 years after the first movie. So okay. there's been a long time. I, I wanted to do that because it was like 700 years. It's the 700th year we're on the ship. And I was like, okay, so 700 years later. Okay. Because I have, I have a little bit of, tw- of a twist on this that I want to throw in. And you tell do me it. what you think. Yeah. What if it's not people that got shipped off? But it was robots. What if people became so perfect and now self-reliant that they totally rejected the idea of of robots assisting them? That they shipped all the robots off to Mars, and then the robots are the ones who were coming back. Because to me, like that gives Wally and Eve a little bit more sway because it's like among their own people they're trying to bring peace, and then they already have a love of Earth and the humans. So like that makes them the perfect brokers rather than two warring factions of humans what do you guys think about that idea see except for the problem is though that like because like even in wally is that you know the robots in wally were all there's no such thing as like a you know like data from star trek like they all of the robots did one specific function and the ones that ended up following Wally, the ones that were all locked up, were the ones that didn't do their function correctly. Mm-hmm. So for them to say, we don't want any of these robots, and then the robots to rebel, that would somehow, like, again, that contradicts, for me, it would contradict the fact that they're, they only do one thing. Like, the thing that paints lines only paints lines. And so for it to rebel and want to fight humanity doesn't, I don't I don't see that leap for me. Mm. Like I guess I feel like they're programming cuz like again, I look at Wally. Wally is obviously an anomaly. He's got emotions, he's got feelings, he's got like, you know, things he's interested in outside of his programming. So to me, I just feel like that the the shipping of them through space like somehow damages their programming and that's why like they all kind of like are now you know evolving in a different way which is what leads to their more you know kind of we're angry that we got rejected and now we're on our way back to take over and get revenge type thing what about Mm. instead of that angle the angry revenge angle like because i i kind of see where you're going like instead of the fact that they're not perfect enough they're obsolete because that's the thing too like Mm -hmm. wally Wally would have no purpose on Earth anymore if it's clean, because Wally's job was to clean things and to compress it and blah blah blah. And so, like, where are you going with this? Wally's purpose would be, you know, would be gone. So then the same thing, if like, you know, if humans are so perfect, then maybe they don't need robots anymore. And so then, Mm -hmm. yeah. So then maybe we could use that as the conflict. Uh huh. Okay. Go on. Yeah, but but, but hold on. Let me let me have another angle here. Um, what if, I mean, cause the first crew of people back on earth, they were not in any shape to do any real gardening, anything <laughs> really heavy at all ever. We should yeah. say, right. So maybe they created robots that were more, uh, humanoid and used them to do more of the hard labor until their, uh, genes and everything started to kick back in and they became more of a healthy perfected people and at that point they shipped off the more advanced robots that they used for farming and we have more of a Terminator angle here where the robots kind of as Adam was saying evolved or their programming got corrupted when they were shipped off to Mars to try to create colonies there I 
something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good premise that makes sense a little right. bit more. Like and we lose the Pixar, and we lose even kind of the Wally part of it. Again, like now yeah. it's starting to feel more like Terminator, starting to feel more like <laughs> iRobot, like things like that. Yeah, and, innocence and love and peace and. Like we see the war and people are dying. It's there. There's this animosity that Wally is able to quell with peace and with love and with innocence. And, and he brings that to it. And that's what we follow along in this whole thing. Um, but I, I mean, I see that like, yeah, we could do it with like robots that are being shipped off, and and Wally gets them all accepted back into society. Wally and Eve get them accepted back into society because even if there are things that can't um, perform a certain task, they still are sentient beings and have feelings and and all of that. So I, I think that um, that could also work. That it's. The I mean, would that, that be like the thesis of the film, though? Is just because someone can no longer perform their original function they're they're not obsolete that's basically right. what we're saying is that you right. know like like the elderly like they still have a lot to offer in this world even if they can't go out and do the jobs they did for 40 years as a career sure. type of thing or okay. even yeah. the idea of like like which i guess is kind of the point from the first one is that people are more than what they're like function is which i guess yeah. could be hand in hand with what you're saying adam where it's just like you know the 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 again the the robot that paints lines if wally's the big proponent of the fact that like you know it's more than just a thing that paints lines it's an actual you know i don't yeah again i don't then are we well but actually work? i like the idea that you know i would say like maybe they just magically all change and become sentient and whatever but what if it's that wally and eve basically kind of when they get to the planet when we're talking about them being figureheads you know like what if they kind of introduce the idea of kind of creativity and desire and all those things to the robots where like it does like essentially require kind of reprogramming over time but like that's kind of part of the journey and what Eve and Wally provide is they're always like you know offering things but then there's the one robot that takes it too far you know like there's the robot that become you know kind of starts developing things that are a little bit different and now you know because again there's got to be some kind of conflict that's happening here well so to add like, on to that like what if they what if the robots do get shipped off and what if the 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 conflict that does or like the evolution the sort of uh climax that does happen is that wally and eve are able to, to they are in despair and they're all gonna become robots are gonna become extinct but wally and eve are able to introduce again through sort of happenstance uh introduce this idea of creation and um uh, uh, uh sentience and love and uh um art kind of or uh, that yeah. th those other humanistic qualities exactly. that then revives that society and then the robots are able to not need earth and they're able to survive on their own and be on mars and it doesn't need to be this giant conflict or battle or anything like that yeah. right because what we're saying is by contrast humans have become robotic because they're so regimented and right. trying to be perfect in all things at all times yeah. and so that has taken away that concept of being outside the norm or or you know doing anything that doesn't fit into what society has now determined is perfection in the right 
way to do things. Nice. But yeah, I, th- I think that's great. Well, that's and, a great term. Because, like, yeah, I like what, Ju- what Justin was saying about the whole idea of, like, the robot society. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of, like, and I mean, I would even say that, because it's the other part, too, is that statistically, that's the thing I always wondered me, uh, trying to figure out exactly how big the Axiom is, and so how many humans were on board the Axiom when they landed back on Earth. Either way, the answer was not five billion. Um, they might have been other Axioms out there. I don't know. It's been 700 years. Who knows? So either way, it might take more than 700 years to completely repopulate the planet. So they don't even need to go to Mars, per se. They could just go to, like, Russia or something like that. But it's fine if they go to Mars. But, yeah, that they form their entire, their own society and stuff like that. And so yeah. the, the I don't know, I guess, like, it's almost like you could do it without the conflict if you wanted because it would be an internal conflict of, as opposed to between the humans and the robots, it's just the robots among themselves. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we introduced the robot, or we introduced the humans, like the idea of the reason why the robots are forming their own society. But the conflict becomes that robots are losing their um, losing their purpose because they've been sort of tossed aside. Yeah. But then they gain new purpose from learning uh, those humanistic qualities from Wally and Eve. Now, the one thing I think we do have to have in this movie, though, absolutely, is a moment that shows the reunion between Wally and his cockroach buddy, and that his cockroach buddy has also survived these 700 years. Seven years. You know, and they're oh just my. like, well, yeah, no, no, they're oh just going to find a cockroach. That's how the first movie ends, though. Is, is, was that really? Oh, okay. So, yeah. well, I, I guess, I guess I, what I'm saying is like the. I like cockroaches. Flowering of the relationship. Yeah, like where, where that goes. And I don't know if like, I, like I just feel like he has to have more of a role in this because yeah, I felt like he was going to do so much more. This cockroach is going to be so crucial to the story somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I want to develop him, you know, like let's bring him back, give him more to do. Fred Willard as the cockroach. There you go. It's the tough part. It's the same thing, too, with, like, even coming up with a storyline is that it's so difficult, at least for me, to kind of visualize the fact that, like, it's, like, we're talking about pretty complex concepts that Mm -hmm. then Wally and Eve, I guess, are communicating to other robots. Mm -hmm. But yet, none of them can communicate. Yeah. Wally can't speak, and I don't think he should. Like, after 700 years, we could say, well, he's learned how to talk. No. I don't like that. No. But then it's yeah. just like, what does that look like? What does it look like to have him communicate all? And I think, like, for me, that's the part of the movie that, like, I would get excited about. about yeah. Like, what would it look like for someone without speaking to teach people about what it really means to be human? And yeah. that could even be, that could even be maybe our, our, like, not climax, I guess, but our happy ending, I guess, like Adam, like you were saying, is that maybe somehow the humans, because that's the interesting thing about the original movie, is that the humans are not the main characters. The humans are a side story. And them coming back to Earth is like the happy ending, but it's kind of not the main deal. It's it's mostly a love story about, about Wally and Eve. And so if maybe the end, the happy ending, is the humans actually learn about humanity from these robots, like, I think that's a pretty cool, you know, 
Wait yeah, because obviously, like, wow. Wally was essentially cataloging the human experience on Earth that had been lost. Right. So, like, he obviously is the, almost the greatest example of that, the relic of what, you know, 21st century and beyond humanity was. Hello, uh, Dolly. Until they had to leave. So, Done. Yeah, now, but to say they haven't learned about humanity in 700 years... Uh, because, that's because a bit of a stretch. The no, humans have forgotten. Yeah. It's not that they haven't okay, learned so they've they've, forgotten about humanity and embraced. They learned initially, they forgot, and now they're going to relearn. Well, I think what they Is that they are where we're at? like they knew like the only thing that they had forgotten was like I don't know. Human interaction, even remember they. It wasn't oh, until Wally bumped them off their tracks and stuff that they right. kind of. They still they didn't physically interact. Yeah, still video intera- screens, I mean, let's be yeah. honest. They interacted the way that we're interacting right now. <laughs> Through it was a cautionary video and tale, audio yes. and et cetera, et cetera. So meta. Yeah, but we're not sitting in the same room together doing this. So. But what if we are? Adam's in somebody's closet, so who knows where he is. (laughs) Oh, I'm back. Taking it back to the good old land party days, I guess. Well, so and this is this is the thing that I was wondering too. Like, what are because you know you got to have gags, right? So, what are some of the gags or the ways that we see that humanity has kind of taken that idea of being your best to the extreme? Like, like one of the ideas that I had was that people wear these like digitized shirts that display their their body mass you know if it drops or if right, it goes hold on above, hold on hold like, on you know. Adam do that again what do you got the you were getting concept I had was what if people were uh, so obsessed again with you know physical perfection in one case that they wore shirts that had like a digital display that was redux and like if it ever like dropped you know or, or you know went above this you know the the amount that people think is is you know just disgusting can you believe it a two percent body fat or whatever it was you know like people are just like scoffing and people like run away ashamed you know things like that or just like a constant selfie loop so it's like a projection of yourself in front of yourself at all times as you're walking down the street you're just like you know you don't even bother looking at anybody else because you're so obsessive how great you look you know type thing the most intense fitbit ever yeah right well that's an easy one i mean with a smartwatch, a fitbit uh twitter to the extreme yeah all of the different social media like that would be an easy uh periscope where there's always people, which is funny, then, but then I don't know how you take that 700, well, it's more than 700 years. Now it's like 1,400 years into the future. What would right. Periscope look like 1,400 years into the future? That's what we leave up to Pixar, those those future-thinking, you know, Imagineers over there. Yeah, right. we're just the one plot thing, guys. Right. The one thing, which I, I hate to bash on YouTube because I think we're currently on YouTube, <laughs> is the fact that, like, our society right now has turned into I will sit still for 30 seconds up to a minute and a half of, like, entertainment. So, like, to take that to the extreme where maybe it's, like, a second and a half. They have, like like MeTube or I don't know what you would call it like InstaTube where it's just like that's, they have that's called see. Vine <laughs> I don't know doesn't six Vine centered, longer ones six second entertainment does it oh well either way yeah yeah something like that where it's like instant and if if it's oh it's t- this this took three seconds I'm bored already 
I like the idea that people live their lives in like like one minute bursts. So it's like they they date for three seconds, they get engaged for three seconds, they get married for three seconds, they get divorced after you know. So it's like literally like you know thirty <laughs> seconds to a minute. They've lived an entire life and then they're on to the next one. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, something like that. Well, it's funny, though, that it's like, it's almost this weird loop where it's like, like Justin started off by saying is that we can't, we can't go back to where they already were, where they, again, only interacted through, because that's also the social media, like, reference about, like, owner only interacting through video screens and blah, 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 and having the automated drinks that change what flavor they're drinking or whatever. So it's kind of that weird, yeah, like, I don't know quite what it means. I like what you were saying, Justin, about the ultimate Fitbit where it's like yeah with your shirt or or your bio rhythms or right. whatever yeah that's what i think it is it's just like people are like they took the message the wrong way they from the end of wally they're like oh we just need to be on the other end of the spectrum because we were yeah. so terrible before so it's yeah it's just like society's like ridiculous the other way now they don't know about and again now like they're said, too in shape yeah, yeah. Right. is there such a thing <laughs> Uh, let's all take all those our people at the gyms. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is still a video. People. Uh, yeah. So, no. No, thank you. But I mean, is there anything else we really need to add? The only thing I want is Fred Willard has survived all these years. Maybe what it is that fusion of Fred Willard and cockroach is like cockroach <laughs> and then Fred Willard head inside a glass jar and they're fused together. Yes. No. What yes. I like. Uh, what I like is the idea that somehow, by and large, predicted this eventuality, and so he has a whole range of videos. So you've actually come back to Earth and repopulated, and it has gone in this direction. Here's the video series for that. Oh, yeah. You awesome. disobeyed direct orders, and here is Plan C. Exactly, exactly. Nice. Uh, it's all good. Uh, so but actors, there are none. So. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You just got to get John Ratzenberger John Ratzenberg, in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, but if like, you could, like, it'd be interesting to have the – because, you know, that was the one thing that I thought was kind of – well, they used it more as an example of how fat everybody had gotten, but where they had, like, the captain over the, the centuries and everything like that. So they could, we would have, like – the descendant of the captain now and i guess would have gone like maybe we could even see a, a photo like they did before where you had the photos fat 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 skinny 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 yeah oh and they're all they're all just doing different poses like they get more and more like bodybuilder-esque as, as it <laughs> exactly. goes on right so yeah right. that'd be great speedos by the end they're just in a speedo all oiled up that, that's, that's just <laughs> a, a regular speedo. look <laughs> Nice. For the kids. Nice. For the or, yeah, kids. The, yeah, the, their outfit gets smaller and smaller. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh. The one thing that I would say as far as, I guess it's not casting, it's more into music, I guess. I don't know. Is that I do feel like it would be fun to have Wally have discovered a different movie. Not that there's anything wrong with Hello, Dolly, but like a different movie of that same type. Or maybe not. Maybe something weird. Maybe he's discovered Xanadu and he can't stop singing. Yes, song. he's into Xanadu. Yes, thank you. Xanadu it is. No. No. Was Xanadu no, all about Adam. finding your creative muse? Come on. That's what we're what going for have, here. The, the story doesn't have anything. I mean, what's the story of Hello Dolly have to do with anything? No, no. Love. No. Love, 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 love. 
Oh, I'm sure on the Axiom they had a bunch of movies. Oh yeah. Well, from the that, century, so. Well, not only that, if it's buried in trash, is that I'm sure there's DVDs that have been thrown away or whatever. I just think it'd be hilarious. AI. Wally is inspired by Son-in-Law, starring Polly Shore. You know, he just like, <laughs> well, he learns life lessons. Or yeah. Biodome. Yeah. <laughs> also starring Polly Shore. In the Army Now and Jury Duty. Anybody? And Polly Shore is dead. I just wanted to get them all out there. There's all the wow. Polly Shore films you needed to I know I wonder about. if they... Encino Man. As, as, well, wait, now, are any of you guys Futurama fans? Futurama? Sure. Okay, so there was one where Bender, who you know is the robot on the show, he goes to a an island of robots that are against technology, mm-hmm. and so they all are like retrograde technology, and so they de they like de evolve Bender so that they turn him so he's made of wood instead because he was too electronic or whatever. So what if I kind of like maybe as as a, a side gag or I don't know where like. Uh, Wally could upgrade from a cassette player to like you know a DVD player or a CD player or something. Blu-ray, like that. baby. Yeah, and then maybe he doesn't like it, so he goes back down again. Or maybe like he gets to the robot and people are like, "What is this technology?" And they don't like it there. I don't know. So just we get to see him him try out different technologies that just they, they gain him the ire of the people around him. Like laser disc, definitely. Yeah. Laser disc. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that would give him more more mediums of of Polly Shore films. Now, do we need do we need a title outside of Wally Two? Do you think? Like, do we need well, to have something? Justice was that's... Wally and Eve, remember? Yeah, but but it seems like that's not the story. Like it. Like, like that's we true. haven't even Eve talked about what Eve do does. Anything, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the no, problem. Wally like, what is her role? Do it. They they both do it. They're both no Wally. All right. Well, so oh come on. Look Eve. look at this image. Eve is the enforcer. I mean, <laughs> she's she's the big gun. Maybe that could well. Except we kind of cut out a lot of that that anger angle because I was gonna say that she could be the one leading the rebellion, but we. Could oh no, there's no rebellion. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Wally too. Yeah. Although the one thing that I kept, I kept thinking, especially with with my prequel, because I had the three robots, so I kept thinking of Wall Three, but then that was a little too much like Thrapeed, um, <laughs> and also it just sounds awkward. But a classic especially if there's no two. So well, uh, maybe. Although as as Naked Gun showed, they, nobody really cares that much. So <laughs> right. three, and then people get confused, but. Uh. So now, are we just you got you got to bring back Andrew Stanton as the director? It wouldn't be Wally without him. Mm-hmm. You don't want to try anybody else out? No, I don't. Okay, Brad Bird. Brad oh, Bird. Brad. Huh? He'd make it pretty exciting. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Not not a, not not much depth, but just fun. Well, Brad. yeah. I, I I think I think you know just bring back the original. Keep keep in line with what we were doing. Um, now, do we want, uh, is there any merchandise you wanted that was Wally related? Like, I'm assuming there were Wally robots that were remote control, 
controlled and all those things. One thing that I always thought would be great is, you know how like when you were a kid and you, you made bread balls by smashing a bunch of slices of bread together? Wouldn't it be great if you just had like the food compactor Wally that you could put like your like gummy bears or your fruit snacks and then it would make a little cube that was edible? I just think that'd be that sounds like that'd the be worst fun. thing I have ever heard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would not eat a food cube of... I, like I, I eat Simpsons. a food cube, a jelly cube. Yeah, come on. So like the Simpsons where Homer compresses 40 pounds of apple into one bar, right? And then he eats right. it. Did, not, did you guys never yeah. smash and roll up uh, Starbursts? See? Jeremy oh, knows what I'm talking I, about. One at a time, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to try that tonight. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I, I mean, if you mash up too. Starbursts and roll them up in a ball and then put them on a stick and roast them over the fire... <laughs> Don't they just melt? Aren't they just wax? You are blowing my mind right now. (laughs) They'll get soft. You don't, like, melt them, melt them. You just kind of get them soft. Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting. The stick. I said it. So, yeah, a whole new view of what happens in Arizona. Life in Arizona. The the heat fries our brains. Or fries are your candy, at least. Yeah. Yeah, you just walk outside and hold it on a stick. It'll melt on its own, like, really. But there's no Wally merchandise you guys are imagining that there would come What about the, uh, like, the BB-8 for Star Wars, the little app, and there's a little Wally that, like, rolls around on your desk? Right. The merchandising these days, I feel like, is fairly limited. Because, like, I'd love, I don't remember, I don't remember, I mean, I don't go into McDonald's a whole lot, but I don't remember Happy Meal toys coming out anymore. Like, it'd be great to have all the different, you know, wackadoo, uh, um, uh, robots as Happy Meal toys, but at the same time, who really wants to get that like the like broken uh, um, uh, tennis ball shooting thing? Well, no, they probably love that one, but <laughs> the, the umbrella. Well, yeah, I, a, as a, a father who unfortunately gives into his child every time we pass a McDonald's and has the house full of, of Happy Meal toys, they're pretty awesome these days. Where like the missiles are back, there's missile firing happy meal toys every other happy meal toy has a missile they light up they make noises like they're pretty advanced now they could do some pretty a pretty cool wally happy meal i feel like but like do they, they though are they movie oriented usually oh yeah 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 yeah. They're, i mean there's they're doing tv shows and movies and all that stuff so i i feel like you know and disney still has the great relationship you know with mcdonald's so have the uh, but we need a I'm wally burger sure. There it is. Yeah, There's oh, my cube. Wally compresses the burger. It's a cube. And then, oh. There it is. The Wally burger. It's great. If you want square burgers, go to Wendy's. Okay, <laughs> yeah. they already have them. Yeah, oh, get out of here, Wendy's. <laughs> I mean, like- we'll we'll have a market flooded with Wally everything, yeah. much like BB-8. I That's mean. True. Yeah, there was a bunch of BB-8 stuff. But the one thing I would say, if you want to talk merchandising, like you said with Disney, is to, to try and imagine, like, would they do a Wally ride or a Wally stage show or something like that? that seems parade, like Wally parade. Wally, Wally parade. parade. Where they just kind of roam all over the place because they're like, we're individuals now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're more likely to get a costumed character just rolling around the park. Get, yeah, a, like get a motorized a wheelchair and just have them roll around. I feel like they bring back in the parade all the famous 
Disney-related robots. So, so Gizmo Duck, and you, you know, like all all these different you know characters. Isn't from that the, the only one? Duck. How many robots? Gizmo well, he was a cyborg, but really, like, the, what about that barber chair that attacked Donald and shaved his butt? Then you know, like, there, there's all you went to that museum and that really old cartoon. No, you're anyway. digging really deep here, Adam. Oh my God! Uh, scraping the bottom really? of the barrel. This is ah. Adam. Have you met him before? Hello. Yeah. Welcome to Sequel Quest. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think that's it. I mean, I don't. I, is there really more to, to say about Wally Two at this point? No, not really. Um, can I just say this? That um, and maybe we'll post this. But when we originally conceived this show. Like, I, I just say, we're, we're in our experimental phase right now. You know, we're 25 episodes in at this point. Yeah, pretty much you know, in our 20s, we're just going to experiment all over. Yeah, exactly. This is the crazy stuff. But, like, the original concept for the show, we've actually kind of come back to it. When I was pitching it to these guys, I was saying it would be like a competition. And we each get to come in, and we do our pitch, and then everybody's voting. and then But you have a veto power, or you get to save one idea and all this stuff. But... It's just, it's just yeah, you got too many lifelines there, Adam. Right, yeah. none of us like that idea. <laughs> I know, it went crazy. But but do you see we're kind of coming back around again now the voting has returned and all that. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. Yeah, and all, for those who don't know, I just want to throw this last little bit of history. The original name of the show was going to be Sequel Quest P.O.D., which was based on Sequest DSV, the 90s Star Trek underwater ripoff. Uh, you know, so if Jonathan again, Brandon, a show nobody watched. But so, you. I watched that entire show. That was a great first season, man. Yeah. So our original logo and everything Clark, was based on story. that. Yeah, but so that that's an ancient relic that was never seen unless you were there before the website even launched. <laughs> before Jeremy came in and gave us these awesome logos and everything else. So anyway. That was the trivia question that none of you will ever have to know. <laughs> Give him a chance. Maybe if we get to where we're giving out prizes down the road sometime mm -hmm. in the decades to follow. But uh, we are holding a contest now that you get to see us on video. Go ahead and tell us what hair color you want us to have in upcoming episodes. And the, the person no, wait, I didn't agree to this. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, just you me. can do it. That's fine. You can change <laughs> yeah, your hair. Yeah, tell you Adam want, what hair color he should wear to work exactly. every day. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's good times, good times. But I will say we are watch the Facebook page because we do have a contest coming up where you could be a guest host on an episode and it is an international contest. So just keep an eye out because you can get a chance. We just go ahead and send your pitch to sequelquestpod at gmail dot com and you can if we like your pitch for a, you know, we'll just do an episode around it, you'll be the special guest. So that is kind of the breaking news on this episode. So keep an eye out. It's so breaking news, none of us knew about it but Adam. <laughs> it's been discussed uh, you know, quite a while <laughs> Behind the And scene. no one will see this for a while, so... I thought it was live. All right, all right, it's time to wrap this up. All righty. Follow us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook, just search Sequel Quest, on Instagram, search Sequel Quest. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, and most of the other podcast listening apps. There are a few outliers that I, I haven't been able to find us on, but 
we'll we'll get there eventually. And email us your suggestions and any questions, any uh, what is that called? Uh, fan art. Email us at sequel. Yeah, that nobody has ever responded. Email us at sequelquestpod at gmail.com. All right, I've got All right. No, Jeremy, let me say this. People can see us now. I think they need to understand our deliberation process for our outros, our little clever bits that we throw out there. Oh, God, here we go. Do they? I was just going to be very generic, but yeah, if you want to go for, it, Bye, you go for it, go for it. Well, I think we all just need to do our Wally voice impression and then mesh it all into one as a very off-putting harmony. So we, we all do it once and then we all do it together and draw it out. What do you say? That's a great idea. <laughs> Except <laughs> with the delay, we're yes, never going to be it even together. Be even Let's cooler. do it in our Bane voices. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right. So let's go. Let's go. I'll go the Jeff, the Justin, the Jeremy. <laughs> now, what then are we we'll all go together. Oh, this is actually really Wally. happening. Wait, what's the order again? Eva, I guess, because that's Eva? the only thing he ever said. Does yeah. he say Other Wally? than Wally. Right. No, he says Wally. We'll say Wally, Wally or Eva. So I'll say Wally. Oh, we're all saying Wally as Wally. Yeah, exactly. And which 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 letter are we are we drawing out the wall no, no, or the? No, no. Lead? It's like we all do it once, and then on the fifth time, we're all saying it in unison, and then we go. Yeah, we go Wally. Yeah. Well, so we got yours. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You. Know all right, what let's you're go doing. for it. It's gonna be a, a beautiful trade wreck. Here we go. Okay, just quick, do it. Yeah, do it. Just do it. Ready? Go. Wally. Wally. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> Your turn, Jeremy. You gotta do it, dude. Wally. <laughs> that was actually All really right. good. good. All really together good. now. Yeah, All together. Two, One, three. two, three. Wally. We are amazing. <laughs> All right. Later, peeps. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sequel Quest and invite you to join us next week for another discussion about a film that never was. Share your ideas with the Sequel Quest universe by visiting SequelQuestPod.com, following us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook by searching Sequel Quest, or sending an email to SequelQuestPod at gmail.com. Let the world know how much you enjoy the show by leaving a review and five-star rating on iTunes. Tunes. All films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. Hey, yo, said-